Hi, I'm Abby, and you're listening to the Fitness Drifter Podcast, a body confidence podcast for men where I try to help you shift away from stressing about things like weight, body image, abs, and dieting to focusing on feeling fitter, healthier, and happier, and using nutrition and exercise as a positive force in your life. Let's talk about the concept of health at every size. And I just want to emphasize now that there are a lot of, well, a few uh, references and links, uh, both in the show notes for this episode and in the blog post slash uh, transcription that you'll be able to find as well, just because for some reason, the health at every size concept seems to be quite controversial. And I just wanted to make sure I cover all my bases. Before I talk about what health at every size means, I want to talk about what people think of when they actually hear those terms. So. One of the most common misconceptions is that health every size implies that everyone is healthy regardless of weight or that weight has no impact on health. And that is wrong. I don't know how or why that interpretation came to the mainstream. And ironically, because most people are actually too lazy to, to do any kind of research themselves, they kind of take that at face value and let themselves get triggered by it. But I think it's important to note that health at every size doesn't mean health at any size. And it's not a concept that's derived or that developed to promote, I'm using air quotations, unhealthy body sizes. What health that every size actually is, it's, is that it's an approach of removing the focus on weight loss as a health goal, destigmatizing different types and sizes of bodies from pursuing health, or reducing stigma against people who are overweight or obese. Health at every size is truly the pursuit of health and wellness regardless of the size you're at. It's not a marker that says, regardless of what you're definitely healthy or comment on someone's current health status. It acknowledges that there's a whole lot of markers for health and weight and size, which are tough concepts to get around because we're still very much in a thinner is better world. And for a lot of people, it's hard to look beyond body fat or weight or size as a marker of health, but it, health every size acknowledges that there is more than one marker of health. And while body weight and size can play a role. It's not the only marker and it shouldn't be a barrier to someone pursuing health and wellness. Health every size also is also the acknowledgement that everyone's worthy of respect and everyone can and should be empowered to pursue health and wellness beyond just a specific weight. There are five main principles of the health and every size movement. Number one is weight inclusivity. That means accepting and respecting diversity of body shapes and sizes and stop, you know, stopping idealizing specific weights. Number two is health enhancement, so supporting health policies that improve and equalize access to information and services and personal practices that improve human well-being, including attention to individual physical, economic, social, spiritual, emotional, and other needs. So within that, you're saying that someone shouldn't be stigmatized about seeking help to support, you know, to support the health because of their weight. Does that make sense? Number three, respectful care, acknowledge our biases and work to end weight discrimination, weight stigma, and weight bias. Provide information and services from an understanding that socioeconomic status, race, gender, sexual orientation, age, and other identities impact weight stigma and support environments that address these inequities. Number four, eating for well-being. Promote flexible, individualized eating based on hunger, satiety, nutritional needs, and pleasure rather than any externally regulated eating plan focused specifically on weight control. And lastly, number five, life-enhancing movement. Support physical activities that allow people of all sizes, abilities, and interests to engage in enjoyable movement to the degree that they choose. So I'll talk about my own sort of take on the health of every size movement in a bit, but I think overall, my own interpretation, when you kind of look at those five principles together, it's that no one should feel like they can't look after their nutrition. They can't look after their physical health. They can't exercise. They can't, no one should feel like that. They can't do any of those or not worthy of doing any of those because of their weight. 
Let's talk a little bit about science, and I will reference these articles in the links as well. A 2014 study by the Journal of Obesity found that taking a weight-neutral approach to managing health markers in, in a patient that's at high risk of type 2 diabetes yielded better results than weight-focused approaches. So, you know, there is a inclination there of not focusing on weight, but focusing on overall wellness can actually have the effect, the desired effect that we're looking for when we're looking at improving health. The 2017 European Congress on Obesity expressed skepticism at the concept of being fat but fit. And then a 2021 study in the European Journal of Preventive Cardiology also says something similar. And I will quote directly, one cannot be fat but healthy. This was the first nationwide analysis to show that being regularly active is not likely to eliminate the detrimental health effects of excess body fat. Our findings refute the notion that a physically active lifestyle can completely negate the deleterious effects of overweightness and obesity. So again, kind of saying the same thing that I kind of touched on it already. Health at every size is the pursuit of health, regardless of your size. It's not saying that you can be perfectly healthy at any size. And I feel like, yes, these people that do these studies and research, they are probably more qualified than me, but I almost feel like either my interpretation is very skewed and I'm going to hold my hands up and say that maybe it is, but I kind of feel that like based on my own understanding of the concept of health at every size, they sort of went with the kind of soundbite approach and just said that health at every size means someone's applying that someone can be healthy at any size. So I mentioned I would talk about my own take on the health every size movement, and I'll do that now. So I want to emphasize I've done zero studies. This is just from my own experience. All scientists who have done research or published studies have obviously done a lot more work. They're much, 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 much more qualified than me. But from my own reading, I feel like the narrative and the studies all seem to look at extremes. So that's both pro and against health every size. Like you either, like they either say to ignore weight entirely or that it needs to be the main focus. And, you know, that might just be my own reading and interpretation, but I think the actual answer is a lot more nuanced than that. And, and yeah, I just don't think it's something you can look at in those extremes. There are so many markers of health and yes, weight is definitely one of them. Weight does also have an impact on the risk of other health conditions. So, you know, you're at higher risk of cardiovascular disease, higher risk of certain types of cancer, higher risk of diabetes. That does have a part to play in overall health. Plus weight does have a large impact on someone's ability to move and exercise and actually engage in a lot of the healthy behaviors that we want to be promoting. So I do think having some awareness of weight is important, but like I said, there are so many markers of health, both mental and physical, and weight is just one of them. Pursuing physical fitness, nourishing your body with good nutrition based on your body's needs, looking after your mental health. You know, if someone's doing all these things, their weight will probably, in all likeliness, come into what we deem a healthy range. And at that range they'll reduce their risk of other health issues as well and a lot of the time because of the stigma around weight and being in a bigger body people in that shape or size feel intimidated or discouraged from pursuing healthier habits whereas health at every size is there to change the public health approach to encourage these people to pursue healthier habits and lead a healthier lifestyle i think this is a big topic and i don't know if i'll get my thoughts across all that well so maybe the best way to put it is actually to explain my own experience in my own words. Being obsessed with my weight helped me for a while with most of my weight loss. I've talked about before how from my heaviest to my lightest, it was around 140 pound difference. But I think when I had no clue what I was doing and when I started and all those multiple times that I restarted trying to lose weight, I needed something to help me track my progress and figure out what isn't isn't working. And being able to track my weight and focusing on weight played a big part in that. After a while though, it became more of an obsessive check and a bit of an emotional roller coaster, and it actually stopped doing me any good because anytime my weight stayed the same or even went up a little bit, even though I was in a healthy weight range, it felt like a failure. I stayed in the sort of 75 to 80 kilogram uh, weight range for years between work and just generally being busy. Actually, weight loss just kind of dropped in priority. But so I stayed in that weight range and I was 
pretty much, I was never like fully happy with my health or fitness. And then the pandemic came, gyms closed, and it kind of threw my weight obsessed lifestyle out the window. I had to rethink my entire fitness routine. I focused on walking a lot more, which meant I was a lot more active and it was good to just get out of the house and outside regularly. I started doing yoga, which had a helpful effects on my mood and mental well-being. And I changed up my training entirely because I had to, and I stopped getting on the scales. I think I was just assumed I was going to gain weight. So I just didn't want to see that, which is why I just gave up on the scales. But I also focused on eating well. I was getting a lot more vegetables in, lean proteins, and overall I was, like my diet was very good in nutrition. I was still having some treats and indulgences, so I didn't ban anything, my, but overall my nutrition was solid. I was battling binge eating disorder at the same time, and I have done past episodes on this, and there's quite a few blog posts uh, on the site and on YouTube as well, where I talk about this. But yeah, I was battling binge eating disorder at the same time. So some days were skewed and very heavy in calories, but my overall lifestyle was taking a lot more health boxes than it was before. But yeah, because like I just stopped stepping on the scales, so I wasn't focused on weight, but the lifestyle I was leading overall, when I kind of just ignored weight entirely, the lifestyle I was leading overall, I actually ended up losing weight and I got to the lightest weight I had ever been in my adult life. And that was a bit of a shock to me. I guess my point is that when I took away worrying about the thing that I was stigmatizing and demonizing and focused more on actually listening to my body and giving it what it needs, whether deliberately or unintentionally, things kind of just fell into place more than when I was actually consciously worrying about weight, which is the thing that I was stigmatizing. You know, you can also look at it from the point of view of say someone has cosmetic surgery, say someone has liposuction, for example, that can bring their weight down to a healthy range. But then if their lifestyle hasn't changed, their health won't improve. Like lipo might have brought their weight down. So they're in a healthy weight range, but it's not going to have improved their aerobic fitness, their heart health, their mental health, or at least their mental health directly anyways their lung capacity, their strength. There's so many things in there that just won't have improved. And for all we know, that lifestyle, they're just going to go back to the same lifestyle that they were living before. So they've ticked one marker for health, but no improvements on the others. Where someone who's at a heavier weight and is focusing on nutrition and, you know, exercise and looking after the mental health as well. Yes, weight loss might be slower if it happens, but their overall lifestyle is going to be a lot better. And their overall health long-term, therefore, is also going to be a lot better. So why do I believe health at every size is an important idea? As I emphasized already, health at every size does not mean health at any size. It means, you know, no one of any size should be stopped or feel stopped from pursuing health. It ties in with what I've already said. If you feel like there is a huge stigma attached to the body that you're living in and that you'll be shamed or judged for it, even if you're trying to pursue something healthy and something for your own good, it'll put you off. It can also reduce access to getting help or receiving the care you should be able to expect. When I was an in-person PT, I had a couple of clients actually that had previously had bariatric surgery. One previously had a gastric bypass, one had a gastric band. The one who had the band, until they lost weight, they actually had difficulty getting their blood pressure measured because the surgery, the GP surgeries that they went to didn't always have the larger cuff to wrap around their arm. You know, when someone's of a higher weight, they're especially at a higher risk of the health complications that come with the higher blood pressure. So, you know, having the adequate equipment to be able to measure that for, for that, for that susceptible population is pretty important. And the one who had the gastric bypass, their GP discovered that they had had a hernia for a few years, but couldn't detect it because of the additional weight they were carrying. Now, I get that something like that. You may need to be able to actually physically feel for a hernia and body fat can be a barrier to that. But you also kind of have to wonder between both the GP and probably even my client. To what extent was any pain or discomfort or any kind of unusual feeling in the abdomen area automatically dismissed as being due to weight or fat rather than thinking or even like entertaining the idea that there might also be an underlying condition or something else happening underneath. So while I do think weight is an important health factor, using it as a blanket cause of anything 
isn't helpful. And especially given health risks that can come from being above a certain weight or size, it's important to be equipped to treat and support those. And collectively, even if someone does give a lot of importance to weight, it's important to take the stigma away so that health and wellness habits feel accessible to that individual. As you know by now, most of my content is typically aimed at men. So I want to talk a bit more about the context of a man's pursuit of health and how health every size fits into that. So I previously talked about fat shaming in men, and this does kind of tie in with that as well. If you feel like you're going to be judged or shamed for getting into the gym, regardless of your weight or your size, you're probably not going to go. But for men, as men get older and lose muscle, their testosterone goes down, higher body fat percentages can also contribute to reduced testosterone. So trying to keep in a certain body fat percentage range and stay active and retain or build muscle are really important for your long-term vitality. Men already have a shorter life expectancy on average than women. In 2019, in the UK, the average for women was 83.6 years. The average for men was 79.9 years. Men are also more likely to have high blood pressure, heart trouble, atherosclerosis, other atherosclerosis, I will never be able to pronounce that smoothly, other cardiovascular diseases. So leading a healthy lifestyle, reducing barriers to engaging in healthy habits and reducing other risk factors is key. And it's not just physical health. It, let's look at mental health as well. Now, I talk a lot about how good nutrition, self-care, looking after your mental well-being and being physically active can contribute to positive mental health. One stat that did shock me, actually, I think I had read it before, but it just kind of haunted me again. But men aged 40 to 49 in the UK have the highest suicide rates. And for men under 50, suicide is the single largest cause of death. Again, I'll link a source in the links in the show notes. I read that stat. It really did shock me. And I kind of had to just pause for a bit to reflect on that. But yeah, mental health is important. Your physical health does tie in with that. And if you feel a barrier to accessing physical health, you might also feel a barrier to accessing mental health. And that is the last thing we want to see. Like there are huge mental and physical health benefits for giving your body the nourishment it needs for moving freely, for feeling comfortable in your own skin and not being made to feel ashamed of the body that you're living in. So yes, someone at heavier weight might be at higher risk of health conditions, but if we can take the stigma away from that weight, it, we can do a lot to help set people up to look after their own health better. So that's kind of a kind of long-winded, but also kind of whistle-stop tour of the idea of health at every size. To recap the main points, health at every size is the concept that people should not feel stigmatized or judged for pursuing health goals regardless of their size. Health at every size is not the same thing as health at any size. It doesn't mean that someone can be perfectly healthy at any size. Weight is important, but it's not the only health marker. There are others too. If you can shift focus from weights to focusing on nourishment, activity, movement, and mental well-being, a lot of the time weight will kind of come into line itself. From my own experience, that does seem to be a better all-round approach than focusing specifically on weight because you're kind of covering every marker of mental and physical health when you do that. And also just a general point of view that because people in bigger bodies or of a certain size do feel judged and feel stigmatized, the best way to put it is just mind your own business. Don't judge or discriminate against someone because of their weight. Don't assume everything in their life is as it is because of their weight straight from the outset. My PT client's a good example of that. The idea of a hernia wasn't even entertained. It's just assumed that whatever discomfort was happening in the stomach was, uh, was from weight. So yeah, don't just mind your business. Don't assume, don't discriminate, don't, don't judge. Just show a bit of compassion, kindness, empathy, and go a long, long, long way to helping people dramatically improve their lives. And like I talked before about it in the episode I did about fat shaming that, you know, with the gyms, for example, there's always that kind of assumption or a stigma attached that we assume everyone there is super lean and super fit. And if we go in, we'll be fat shamed. And, you know, some people do have that experience, which is really sad, but 
when I started going to the gym, I did not have that experience. And when I restarted going to the gym, I did not have that experience. And I think, you know, the fact that for someone as embarrassed and awkward and nervous and shy as me to be able to go into a gym and start exercising, like the people that, you know, the people in those gyms that didn't make me feel uncomfortable, the people in those gyms that, you know, smiled at me or said good morning to me and actually just made me feel like I belong there. They might not know it and it's been years now, but they had a dramatically positive impact on me being able to pursue my health goals on me being able to get into the gym. Just that little bit of compassion, kindness, just being a nice person to other people goes such a long way and has such an impact that you might not even realize it. So yeah, that was, sorry, that, that I kind of was trying to wrap this up and just went off on that tangent. But yeah, what was I saying? Yeah. So mind your own business. Don't judge or discriminate against someone because it's a weight. Don't assume everything in their life is as it is because it's a weight. And then just, you know, be kind, show a bit of empathy, show a bit of compassion, and, you know, it helps set people up for success. You might have a dramatic impact on their ability to improve their own lives. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. As a one-man army, I really could do with all the help I can get, and you would be doing me a huge favor if you could leave a review or a rating to help me get the word out. You won't just be helping me, you might help other men show themselves some kindness and appreciate their bodies more in the process too. Thanks again.